on Monday the 25th of November 2013. I am your host Steve Layton and welcome to In My Mug and welcome to the news! I forgot last week to wish Jamie Bunton a very happy birthday. I am a very, very bad man. But Jamie, very happy birthday for last week. And if you're wondering who the heck is Jamie Bunton, well, he is a In My Mug subscriber, watcher, lovely all-round top person, and always watches these, always comments on them to me as well on Facebook. Jamie, thank you, you are a legend, and we are very grateful for you watching, and we hope you had a great birthday. So, Cashwearer made it back onto the site last week after much excitement and much drinking of it over the weekend. Um, you should 100% go and buy some, but also I'm fairly confident it's going to be in my mug in the future as well. So if you uh, do want it, it may turn up here. One thing that definitely won't turn up here is the Brazil Espresso Perfetio blend, which has gone back on the site. Um, it is tasty, it is delicious, it has uh, Inglaterra and it has cachoeira in it, and I'm sure you will uh, absolutely adore it. You should definitely go and dive into that. Um, so yes, um, and ooh, as this show will start after the first, um, uh, so the next show will be after the first, I'm going to tell you now, this is a secret for In My Muggers. You need to be on the site at midnight on the 1st of December. That's all I'm saying. Guest blends, it's very limited. You don't want to miss it. You really will not want to miss out. So, um, yeah, make sure you're there. And that ends the slightly cryptic but very amazing news! So, uh, last week we did the focus on the Talima department. And, and this week's coffee is also from Talima, so I'm not going to do that. But one thing I didn't tell you to, and I do want you to focus on, is I wrote a blog post on, on Columbia. I'm going to put a link on the screen somewhere here. Um, I expect you to go and do your homework. Go and read that blog post. I learned a lot putting it together. So hopefully you will learn a lot if, when you kind of go away and read it. It's, I don't know, it's 10 minutes work, but I think you'll find it really useful. And it's better than me talking about that here. I felt that it was better to put it in a blog post with all the facts and figures. So go do that. Um, so this week's coffee is the first um, time we've seen it, but not the first time we've seen from the family. In fact, last week's in my mug was the father's coffee. So the, the, he's the, the owner's father's coffee, if that makes sense. You keeping up? Um, and I hope you've saved a little bit of last week's to try, um, so you can try it with this week's, because I'm definitely wanting to be doing that. Um, for the past couple of years, we've been buying Javier's father's coffee, um, and it's great. Last year, it jumped out off the table at us. Again on a table, it was hidden in amongst, amongst other stuff, and it was one that jumped out at us. And this one also jumped out at us. Uh, they both shone very, very well. And I think it's a testament of what the family are doing on the farm to make this coffee stand out. Um, they must be doing something right. Uh, maybe it's the Keturah varietal, maybe it's the conditions that they've had, maybe it's the processing, but they're definitely doing something right. And the coffee is grown in the heart of the Talima department, um, located in the Andean region in the centre west of the country. Um, it's also on a national park called Los Nevados, um, and the closest town to the farm is a town called El Virgil, which is the same name as the father's farm that we had last week. Oh, sorry if it's making it confusing. Um, it sits at an altitude of 1,710 metres above sea level, so 40 metres lower than his father's coffee, um, but very, very interesting. Um, they're very close, but very little difference is going on there. Owned by Javier Cruz de Villa, 
uh, and his wife and his children, and he's got two children. And the farm just covers two hectares, which is very small compared to most coffee farms, but incredibly typical for the area. In fact, for Tolima, it's still seen as quite big. Uh, but if you look at anywhere else, it's incredibly different. Um, so we should go through the figures. Excuse the door opening in the background. Thanks for opening the door. Um, the coffee is called Finca Los Laurels. Um, it's from the southern Colombian state of Tolima, near to the small town of El Virgo, produced by Javier Cruz de Villa, has an altitude of 1,710 metres above sea level. Varietal is Katura. It is a washed coffee. It is sun-dried in a greenhouse, which is above the house, and then dried on patios, and the harvest runs from April to June on this farm. So that's it. That is, um, that is the coffee. I guess we should go and do the map bit. It's the map bit. No expense spent. It's the map bit. I feel a bit bad about this week's because it's going to be very, very similar to last week's. As I've already said, this farm is next door to uh, El Virgil that we did last week and his father's farm. But we should look at the facts as we do. So we're looking at uh, South America. Um, we're looking at uh, coffee growing country six, population of 387 million. Yeah, you know all the stats on this already. But let's look down at Colombia and let's really focus in on Colombia and the uh, the stats from there. So uh, country is called Colombia. The population is 47 million. Um, you can see the size, about four times the size of the UK. So uh, let's get down into the nitty gritty and look down into the farm. So this is the bits that I can kind of show you a little bit more of. And you can see um, El Virgil, the father's farm, and it's right underneath that sticker there. But let, let's look at the farming information. So Finca Los Laurels, um, altitude of 1,710 metres, 40 metres lower than his father's. But the same, Katura and um, the nearest town. So... This is where I've gone a bit crazy and I'll give you some really cool views of the farm. So you can see that the farms are really, really close to each other. They are in that basin, if you like, um, and there's really not a lot in it. 40 metres down the hill is not a lot, uh, but you can see they're better whites, a little lower. And you can see the village in the, in the background there. Um, and that was the map bit. I bet that map bit looked a little bit like last week's, didn't it? I'm kind of worried about doing that one again, but they are neighbours, so that's the way it's going to be. So it's time for Dale's Barista Question of the Week, and this week's question has been sent in by Sally Roodhouse, um, and um, it started, Dear Dale, I wonder if you knew of a type of bread I can bake which cooks in a lower temperature, because her oven doesn't go above a, a, a certain temperature. So... Um, this isn't very much a barista question, isn't it? But this is how desperate I am for questions. We'll even take bread questions. So Dale, is there a bread that she can bake at a lower temperature than normal? Failing this, does she need to go and get a new, uh, a new oven? But we'll find out from Dale's barista bread question of the week. don't you know but I do kind of like my bread too so Sally I hear you have a problem with the temperature in your oven what I suggest is have a look for a German rye recipe they work on much cooler temperatures and would be much easier for you to use but where are my barista questions I'm a barista he is indeed a barista and baristas 
they, they're very temperamental. I could seriously do with some questions. Sally, if you see this, <clears throat> send in uh, an email that you've seen it and we will send you your t-shirt through the post because you missed out on your question one. So, where have you been? Um, so, uh, that was Dale's question, uh, barista question, ask Dale question, whatever, I don't know what it's called. But anyway, I'm going to pop you on pause. I'm getting people out there to make me tasty drinks and I'll be back with you in just a second. Okay, so I'm back. Um, I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. You know what I forgot? I forgot my snozzer in the bowl. Next week, I promise. So, this is very different to uh, Javier's father's coffee. Um, for me, this is much more about, like, there's a red apple in there, and um, there's plums. It's much darker fruits, whereas last week's was much lighter, much more sparkly. This is more substantial. Um, but an equally as delicious coffee. Um, like, they really are doing something right, but it just amazes me how something can be so different from farm to farm. They're both Keturas. Uh, I'm sure they're probably using similar washing methods. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Javier isn't using his father's uh, mill, because, you know, mills are expensive to run. Um, but they are just so, so different. Uh, let's go into milk. You see, this is a problem with Movember. Um, and it actually works better in the milk as well. It's much kind of, the sweetness is different. It's, it's, it's a much more defined sweetness. Um, I, yeah, I think it works well in the milk too. Let's go into here and do the brute in my red tin cup. I like tin cup. You see, the red apple in this, for me, is far more prominent. Um, the plum...